Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. Joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's, he's munching away. He's a multitasker. Uh, he's going to be able to talk over that sandwich. It's pretty amazing. He's, he's a busy man trying to get into food while he can. Thanks for joining us again today, Dr. Kirk. Dude, I'm sorry I got to eat while I'm talking, but we are so <laughs> busy right now. Literally, we are so busy right now because gold and silver are both down which is a good thing, right? For all Absolutely. of us who are investing. And there's a reason why, and we'll talk about it on today's show, good, right? Good. I was um, good. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about that. We've got to talk about the house ruling that opens the door, literally for a gold-backed currency. And we're going to talk about China, um, the, the run on the banks there, the closing right. down of banks, yep. um, and inflation. I mean, there's a lot to talk about today, but it's it's just wild, which is why... I almost have to eat lunch while I'm talking to you. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> Grab a bite, chew, talk, and then you know get what? off the show and then eat and go back to like talking to people about uh, buying silver and gold. That's good. It, it is what it is, but, <laughs> but, but we're getting through it. So it's awesome. So, you know, everything that's going on right now, and you and I have been talking about this for a long time. Um, we've been talking about the, the a gold-backed currency, right? We've been – but – but really, in reality, it was never legal until right. July 6th, which is which is crazy. So why wasn't it legal? I mean, we all know that it needs to be done. We, we need a currency that has tangible backing, that has accountability, that has transparency, that, that's real. And that's what everybody's looking for, not just here in America, but globally. Well, um, Nixon in 1971, a little you know, blast to the past, right? Just a little history lesson here. A lot of people blame Nixon for the inflation that we have right now, because he basically closed the window on international exchange for gold. He he closed the gold window, right? So as, as you look back though, Nixon wasn't a bad president. Why did he do that? Right. There's always a reason why there's rationale why people do anything. So at the time in 1971, France, we owed a lot of money to France. And the president of France said, hey, America, um, we want gold instead of um, dollars and and you paying us back. Well, Nixon looked at it and said, well, man, our dollar stinks. Gold is amazing. We have tangible backing there. No, we're going to close that gold window, eliminate any gold or silver for for foreign transactions, and we're only going to pay you in our worthless paper dollars. You know what? If I were Nixon, I would have done the same thing. I would have. Because why would you want to pay somebody in something that's worth a ton to you when you have the alternative of paying them in something that's worthless to you, right? Mm-hmm. So I would have done the same thing that Nixon did. Well, France and Wolf, whatever it is, it is, right? I mean, so I'm sure they weren't happy about it. But that's why Nixon closed the gold window. But there's always a consequence to any action that we take, right? This was an unintended consequence, when you close the gold window, eliminate all tangible backing to the currency, even for foreign exchange, it, it caused the inflationary pressures that we're seeing today. 
So did he do the right thing? Yes, I believe that he did. But the unintended consequences, now we have massive inflation, you know, 40 years later. So here's the thing. On July 6th, the House changed the U.S. code. So if you go to uscode.house.gov, you can actually look at this and, and go to 12 USC sections 94A and 94B. So what did that say? It, they, they didn't just change the language. They omitted it. They deleted it as if it never happened. And this is basically Nixon's closing the gold window. Basically, gold and silver for international transactions was not allowed. They completely eliminated it, Michael. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? When you and I have been talking about a gold-backed currency moving forward as, as transparency and accountability for a faltering economic system that we have, that wasn't actually allowed. It wasn't actually legal. I mean, it's what needed to be done, right? But it wasn't actually legal. Well, as of July 6th, just a week or so ago, um, the House eliminated, deleted those two provisions. So now gold and silver can be used for international transactions. What does that do? That paves the way for a gold-backed currency because what's used for international transactions? It's currency, right? It's the US dollar. That's what we pay Russia with. That's what we pay Japan with. That's what we pay China with. That's what we pay Brazil with is currency. Well, if gold and silver were not allowed for international transactions, how could you have a gold-backed currency? Well, technically you couldn't. So they eliminated it. They deleted it as if it didn't even exist. So now for the first time since 1971, they've paved the way for a gold-backed currency. I think that's huge. But, but as an economist and you as a researcher, right, we always have to ask why. Why did they do this? Well, I don't know if I want to put my myself in the heart and mind of congressmen and women because I don't know what I would see, right? It's like, oh my word, I don't think I want to go there, right? right. But, but yet they did it. The rationale behind why they did it, we don't know, but yet they did it, right? So, so I'm trying to put pieces together and here's what I think. We've got the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, right? All of them have a de facto gold-backed currency, or, or gold backing to their economy. China has more gold reserves than anybody on the planet. They're the largest miner of gold and they never sell it. And they're the largest purchaser of gold as well. So that means what? They're building a mountain of gold to tangibly back their currency. South Africa is the largest miner of gold on the planet. Russia actually did back their currency with gold, 5,000 rubles to one gram of gold. So this whole BRICS nation setup, this consortium that they've established, is a slap in the face against the U.S. dollar and any fiat-based money. Because how can, how can you and I say the stupid ruble, the lowly currency from a communist country is stronger than the mighty U.S. dollar? Well, how can we say that? Because it is. <laughs> because they have tangible backing, right? So, so I think the House sees that. And this is why the House eliminated that provision. So ultimately, moving forward, you could back the U.S. currency, the U.S. dollar with gold. And it's a legal thing. So, so moving forward, I mean, it's hard to actually believe that everything that we've been talking about is happening right now, right underneath our nose. There's not even any room for speculation. It's there. 
Well, a lot of times when, when bills are passed, it's, it's for a future date. Like we're going to start this a year from now. This one came into effect. They voted on it on, or passed it into, you know, they eliminated that provision on July 6th. It became law on July 10th, only four days later. Mm. Why, why the fast track? Right. I don't know. Other than other countries are basically having a de facto gold backed currency and the U.S. dollar needs to compete with that or else we just lose face overnight. So you've got that going on. What else has happened? Well, inflation went to 9.1%. That's the core CPI is now 9.1%. What was it last month? It was 8.5%. So that's a, a, a little more than a half percent, 0.6% increase in the nominal rate in 30 days. Well, what is that as a percentage of growth? It's 7%. So do this math with me. I mean, this is this is wacky for me to think about. 7% growth rate of inflation in one month. Multiply that out times 12 months. That's put us at an 84% increase in inflation in 12 months over the next year if the trend stays on the current rate. Well, I don't think the trend stays on the current rate. I think it accelerates because it's been accelerating all year long. But, but let's just say it stays on the same rate. 84% increase, inflation started at 8.5%. So 12 months from now, what does that give us if we stay on the exact trend that we're on? Inflation officially of over 49% a year. Unofficially, if you take the multiplier to actually give us the true rate of inflation, it puts us at over 140% inflation a year. So it's like, Kirk, do those numbers even make sense? It's like they do. What has gas done over the last 12 months? It's doubled. 100% return, 100% gain. What about wheat, corn, soybeans, oil, all of that stuff? Anywhere from 50 to over 100% gain. Inflation is not 9.1%. When most of the things that we consume or use are 50% to 100% gain doubling over the last 12 months, those numbers of 49% to over 100% actually seem very logical, right? So this is what we have to deal with as, as citizens of this country is our dollar is diminishing. Mm. It's, it's going away. It's going the way of the dodo bird as other countries are now facing reality that their currency, fiat-based currency, just money printed by decree with no tangible backing is, is going away. And this is why the BRICS nations, China, Russia, India, Brazil, South Africa, are backing their currency or, or uh, amounting massive amounts of gold as, as countries. Yep. The writing is on the wall. And, and so what do we do then? We have to protect and preserve everything we've worked our whole life to accumulate. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have any paper assets right now yeah. because yep. they're all coming down. And, and the reason why, because right now we're seeing a spike in the in the dollar we're seeing silver and gold pull back because of that spike in the dollar because we've talked about this before this is a buying opportunity like never before because the dollar is so is so far up there it's given us the opportunity to really come into silver big time because it's it's tied to it so as the dollar goes up silver and gold go down but only by a few percent only by yeah. a few percent compared to the dollar rising like 21 percent yeah. So everybody's been jumping into dollars. Now they're starting to jump back in the stock market. The stock market is big, up big today. 
And uh, so is sil- silver up big. It's up over 2% today. So you've had your opportunities. What the, What's going to happen is this thing's going to start to turn around. And like you're saying, this fiat currency is going to implode. It's going bye-bye like the dodo bird. So a lot of people are like, well, I got a lot of money in the bank. Ooh, that's very bad. As we're seeing right now, there's runs on the banks in China. People are stopping paying their mortgages because they're not building homes. They, they put down uh, mortgages on on uh, like apartments and, and homes and so forth in China and they stop building them. So the people are like, I'm not going to pay that anymore. So you're getting you're going to have a massive run on the banks and we might wake up one morning where it just a contagion just ex- implodes China and then it rolls right in our stock market. Uh, and before we can wake up, before we can like get in and get our money out, it's gone. Right. It can happen that fast. So yeah. I, a lot of people are like, well, I'll get money out of the bank. Well, that money that you get out of the bank is only going to last so long. That fiat currency might get you maybe a week, a couple of weeks, maybe a month. But then they're going to go, that's worthless. You yeah. got silver, you got gold. And if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Well, it gets a little worse than that. I mean, nothing that you said is good news, right? I know, <laughs> but, right? But it gets worse than that. So earlier this week, JP Morgan Chase basically said, what? We were having liquidity problems. Um, your money might not be here if you if you ask for it. It's like, what? JP Morgan Chase, you got to be joking me, right? So so that's happening. But we have to ask. Yeah, they're down why. 28% this last quarter. 28%. Oh my word. It's horrible. That, that is, that's a, that's a bear market. 20% is a bear market, 28%. And they're going, oh, we see some uh, changes that are coming. They're, mani- they're going to manipulate this thing up one more time. They're going to mm-hmm. manipulate it up one more time, and then it collapses in on itself like so fast, so so hard, you're gonna, it's going to blow your mind. Oh, it'll, it'll blow your mind. And, and I, I need to address why gold and silver is down right now. Because last Friday, you know, um, it, it all started to kind of come down a little bit. So that's a week ago. And I thought, why is gold and silver coming down? And people were calling me off the hook. It's like, Kirk, you've been telling us gold and silver are going up, but yet they're coming down. What gives, right? So I looked into it, and like I always would, um, and it wasn't just gold and silver that were coming down. It was commodities across the board. Oh, yeah. It was oil. It was gas. It was wheat. It was corn. It was soybeans. It was steel. It was copper, pan, right? And sell off. Pan sell everything got sold. Massive. So it wasn't just an attack. It wasn't manipulation against gold and silver. It was everything, mm-hmm. which there, when it's everything, there's always a reason why. So I looked into it. China is being decimated. I mean, their economy is just being crucified. It's just awful. Yeah. Why? Because they're still the manufacturing superpower of the world. 70% of everything we consume still comes from China, right? So, so after COVID, People aren't working. Global production is slowing down. They're actually feeling the hit. So their banking system is feeling the hit. Their politicians are feeling the hit because people in China just aren't making the money that they were used to. So what's happening? Their currency is being devalued. Their banks are shutting down. There's a run on the banks. They proposed a bail-in tax. So some of the Chinese citizens might not get anything in their bank accounts. Well, how is that any different than America? It's no different. China just has more debt. So when we get to that point, imagine, well, this is why JP Morgan Chase earlier this week said we might not have the money for it if you want to withdraw it, right? Mm-hmm. This is a, a banking 
liquidity contagion that's that's probably going to go across the globe, right? But it's happening in China right now. So their currency stinks. So by default, that makes the US dollar look a little stronger. Well, is the dollar strong? No, it's not. We have unsustainable debt. We have inflationary pressures. We have rising interest rates, political chaos. All of that is not good for the dollar. That's not bullish for a strong currency. That's horrible. But yet, this is this is the uh, the uh, analogy that I'd like to make. And and I and I made this on a show earlier this week, and and somebody got mad at me for being so crude. But it is what it is, right? It's like imagine Michael that you're going out on a date with Tracy Joe, right? And she's a, she's a lady, so she's always going to look nice. But you don't have any clean clothes. So you go into the laundry pile and you do the sniff test and you go, oh, all right, this one will work. Right? <laughs> I, I've never done that. Well, I, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you know, it's like, geez, we're guys. So, so anyways, you do the sniff test and you say, this one will work. This one's okay. Because there's, so this is to me what the dollar is right now. It's the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry pile. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's good, but it's better than that you want. Right. So, so I, I want to, I want to encourage people. It's like, it's relatively good, but it's not really good. And so therefore this is why commodities across the board came down because it, it kind of looks like the dollar stronger, but it's really not, not when you have unsustainable debt and inflationary pressures and rising interest rates and political chaos and geopolitical conflict, that's never good for, for a currency. Right. But yet that's what we have. So, so to me, when I look at that, and when all commodities came down across the board, use it as a buying opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because, because the fundamentals that cause growth in gold or silver haven't changed. They're all still there. But yet we have a temporary price reduction. Use that to your advantage. You know, for once, let these trends take advantage of these trends rather than the trends taking advantage of you, right? This is one of those moments in time where we can. Over the last week, week and a half, we got a big discount in the price of silver. Take advantage of it. Because in the future, you know, in the short-term future, medium-term future, long-term future, what goes up with times of inflation, tangible assets. When you can buy a tangible asset at a discount, it will only magnify and grow and multiply your position over time. I would encourage everybody to buy as much silver as you possibly can. It's like what you are doing. It's what I'm doing. It, it just makes sense yeah. because it's at a discount right now. Yep. And they always try and push us into a war when this, when the currencies are about ready to, to implode. So yeah. they're doing it right now. They've done it over and over again. If you go all the way back to the civil war, it's kind of the same thing. So I, I even, I, I've even gone back to 1890 in the 1890s where silver pop silver is like 25 cents popped to like two ninety three or something like that. And gold went from like normally $20 to like 120 after silver pops, just like we talk about you get, mm-hmm. you get some kind of, uh, cause 1893 is when uh stock market crashed, uh, and, uh, railroads went out of business, all kind of crazy stuff. And then we move forward to, uh, 1929, and that crash. And yeah. then we saw uh, a, actually a spike during the Civil War. So it was a spike in silver and then gold in the Civil War, too, uh, in 69. So 
it's the same pattern. It's just like we, you've talked about, I was like, well, that sounds cool. I, I hope that works that way. It, I don't have to hope it works that way. It works that way. Right. <laughs> it, it, so right. it pops, it, uh, it, it, it tapers off and they're like, okay, it's time to get in gold. And then boom, gold goes up every single time. It's this time is going to be different because there will be no fiat currency. It will disappear. So they're talking about, you know, going into, uh, you know, crypto now, not crypto, but a, a, a blockchain. Yeah. Central bank talking about a blockchain. Like, yeah. oh, oh, that's that's much better. You, you can't you can't print fast enough. So now you're just going to like, you know, take the digits and just go stretch yep. them out. So that's that's what they're going to do. That's their plan. That's their plan to make this right. So, oh, my God. Stupid plan. It's a plan for disaster. It's not going to work. But they've got to come up with something, right? They they have to come up with something because it's an election year. They have to show that they're trying to work on something. But all it is, everybody watching this show realize it's not about financial freedom. It's about people control. Right. That's what a central bank digital currency is all about. Um, decentralized cryptocurrency or gold-backed currency, it's about financial freedom, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But But – don't believe anything that you hear about central bank digital currency is being good because it's not. No, it's a hundred percent not. It's all about people control. When you can turn on or turn off a person's ability to buy or sell based on a social digital profile, that's sickening to me. Right. That's sickening. See, gold and silver is the last of the private transactions on earth. Nobody knows that you have it. You can bury it. You can bring, bring take it at home. You can you can store it at a depository. You can put it in your IRA. It's a private asset, right? Now, in an IRA, people know what's there, right? Because it is reported. But when you take it at home, it's not. But still, it's the right asset at the right time to take advantage of these trends rather than trends taking advantage of you. And I want people to understand, it's like, it's not that I'm just a, a fanboy for, for gold and silver. I'm not. If, if it were stocks, I would be in stocks. If it were bonds, I would be in bonds. Right. But right now, with everything that's going on with the global economic political imbalances, with the debt situation that we're in, with rising interest rates, with inflationary pressures, I'm telling you, Michael, silver is the safest asset in the world by far that minimizes your risk and maximizes your return. Awesome. And... The best way to get that is with a free, free consultation with Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team. So that uh, that link is in the description box. I'll put it in the uh, chat here right after this. But guys, this is so many people have jumped in on this. It's and I I don't know how many people you've hired since we we started working. I know you have a lot of people out there. You go to a lot of shows and uh, you have a lot of other clients. Uh, so so happy that you come on and uh, share with us. But I, you've you've added to your team. Let's look at let's meet the team. It's like thirty people since you and I started. I mean, the firm Whoa. is growing rapidly. <laughs> look at all these people. Yeah. Oh my God, that's incredible. And that's not so, even everybody. I haven't had time to add the other ones yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because you are a man of God, and we want people that are of God to be in charge of our money because that's the way things are going to move in the future. Uh, and that's, that's another uh, wonderful thing that I love about you because you're not, you're not about the money whatsoever. It's not about the money. It's about people over profit. And this is what, what people watching the show know about us. 
mm-hmm. about our firm, about you and me, right? If if you focus on people, profit will come. If you ever focus on profit, people will leave. It's never about the money. It's about helping people. But that's God's universal law of success. You focus on people and you will be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Kirk Elliott, I uh, appreciate you coming on. We, we always uh, get tremendous, uh, you know, uh, response from this. People love it. I think the last one we did was uh, the highest response that I've ever seen uh, as far as like views on the, uh, on the channels. And my channel has been taken down so many times. I, I sometimes lose, lose count, but still people are coming in. We're still able to get this information out there. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with us. You bet. It's my pleasure, brother. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.